Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Warning. Inviting Carl on a backpacking trip will cause sore ears, as his complaining will never stop. A-B-N-B. This is Derek, and with me today is the only man who invited a bear on a backpacking trip, but the bear declined because he also had weak shoulders. Carl? That was for you, buddy, Carl Mandrioli. Thank you, thank you. That was a joke for you. How are you? How yeah. you doing? <laughs> joke in quotations. I'm the style and the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing good because with me today is Derek Somerville, a man that's so afraid to be alone that he drives with human-sized stuffed animals in the passenger seats. <laughs> <laughs> I actually knew a lady, one of my teachers back in the day. She wanted to go on the carpooling so bad she would have oh, the yeah. life-size, you know, stuff. That's um, yeah, that's, that's pure good. California right there. Pure California right there was yes. pretty funny. Yes, so. yes, yes. So, yeah, man, things are good. Um, yeah, Colorado's in You're all snowing. its glory. You're snowing yeah, right yesterday now. I went for a trail run with a short sleeve shirt and shorts on, and today Look at you. it's snowing. Yeah, well, I went, how it goes. I went down by the beach uh, any day I want, so... You're better than me. That congratulations. I am better than you. That's right. That's right. As long as you know. As long as you know. <laughs> Who do we invite on a trip today? Uh, yes, this, this is, is a big time topic huge. that came up earlier this season. Actually, this is huge. Yeah, this is very important. We have solutions for your trip partner problems. I hope at least things to think about. At least some good fodder to think about when you're inviting somebody for sure, on a trip. For sure. And there's something to be said for going alone. Definitely alone time is good and there's times when you just need to get away and do right. your thing. Um, but in my opinion, generally speaking the experience is not as rich if it's not shared with others. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually brought in a backcountry expert for this one. We brought in somebody that has, ah, would you say, like a lot more experience with, with a variety of folk than we do, I think, and inviting th- different folk. I'd say that's fair. Yeah. So fair. We, we thought we could use some help on this one. But first, we have a Bible verse, First Peter 3, 8. Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. All right, Derek, I'm going to throw this at you. How do you think this relates to our topic for today? Uh, I would say that that is very poignant for a backpacking trip. If you don't have unity, uh, you know, of mind of any kind, it's, it's just things are just so much harder. If you're not all on the same page, if you're not working together for the common goal of, of getting through your journey, you're going to encounter more problems than you need right. to, if that makes sense. I would say so, that our group, generally speaking, has trail unity. I don't think we have spiritual unity. Yeah. That's a whole other thing to tackle. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So kind of keep that in mind. And, I, and for me, the brotherly love, just kind of connecting as a brotherhood, as a sisterhood, is is big time. Kind of the, one of the biggest reasons why I love to go backpacking. So exactly. Just kind of tuck that away for this episode and see kind of how that plays out. All right. So the, the guest that I was referring to before is named Devin Ashby. He is famous for his mm-hmm. YouTube channel, Backcountry Exposure. He's recently started a podcast called Backpacking Experience or The Backpacking Experience. And mm-hmm. yeah, he's got a lot of people out there that, that dig his stuff. And so, and he has a lot of experience. So we're going to see what he has to say 
about all sorts of topics. And, oh, and you know what? We talked about him before on a previous episode about the strange but true. He was the gentleman we were referring to that cut up the sleeping pad to see if there's mold inside. That's the guy. Yeah. That's the guy. Yeah. Yes. And That's the guy. Yeah. Would you call him like a gear villain as a result of that? Uh, Maybe. Or a gear legend. I don't know. Like a gear okay. adventurer? I don't even know. A gear adventurer. What does that mean? I'm like just willing to do things with gear that nobody else has done. You know, I think <laughs> cut up a sleeping bag. I think I don't even or that nobody else it can afford. Or, or that it might be better. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, still, still shocked slash impressed by that. So yeah, so that's the gentleman we're talking about. He will, yeah, he goes to, to all lengths to kind of share his experiences. So anyway, so we checked in with him, and here's what he had to say. Okay, so I've got Devin from Backcountry Exposure here. Devin, how's it going? It's good, man. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so you've got a lot going on. I'm happy to jump in and talk about it. But um, with our topic today, yeah, I feel like like you are an expert beyond what Derek and I have regarding different folks on the trail and just some challenging people and circumstances. So yeah, thanks for joining us for this. Yeah, I'm happy, really happy to be here just excited to talk about backpacking <laughs> right so so you are the uh the host of backcountry exposure youtube channel and we'll get into that here in a little bit yeah but um just to get to know kind of a little bit about yourself so like so where are you from and like what's what would you consider your like you know park wilderness trail system stomping grounds so i'm born and raised in utah and i uh, just live, I don't know, like 30, 40 minutes south of Salt Lake City. Okay. Um, and as far as like trails and like National Park or whatever, I it's kind of anywhere all over Utah. So I spent a lot of time in the high Uinta wilderness in northern Utah. And then a lot of time, kind of like my passion is in the uh, national park areas in the southern Utah desert areas like Grand Staircase, right. Escalante National Monument, and yep. Capitol Reef. Right on. And, and there's no season that's out of bounds for you from what I gather. Is that correct? At this point, no. I mean, yeah, just a few weeks ago, I did a, a solo backpacking trip in Capitol Reef in the snow. and Yeah, how, how cold did it get down there out of curiosity? Uh, it was in the teens. I think the okay. lowest overnight was 14. Okay. Yeah. So, not horribly cold, but definitely cold. <laughs> yeah. And you went solo. So solo in the teens, more power to you on that one for sure. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's impressive. All right. So I've got a question for you that is, that I'm not, that I didn't send you ahead of time here. So beware. Okay. But um, I was, I was, I don't know. I was on one of your, one of your shows and you used a phrase that I have a question about. So, Oh, I think I know where you're going. Really? Okay. Okay. Well, you use the phrase Graham weenie. That's not where I thought you were going, but sure. And you, you referenced somebody as being like a Graham weenie. And so I, th- you didn't really explain like what a Graham weenie was. So, so my question to you is, is a Graham weenie, a Graham cracker in the shape of a hot dog? <laughs> no, <laughs> not even close, Carl. <laughs> I was like, is this something that you would use for some weird looking s'mores? No, but I, I, I mean, I like your, your thought process there. Okay. <laughs> then you're getting, cause then you're getting dessert and dinner at the same time, right? Dessert and dinner. <laughs> not with it's hot like a, dog meat. Like a, that would be disgusting. No, oh, not like a s'more hot dog. No, that, that's, that's a really interesting thought. No, it's just okay. in the shape of a hot dog. Like it should be a really thick gram. And I guess you could stuff some marshmallows inside too. Oh, oh, I gotcha. I, I, right. missed, I think I know I what a gram when you really is. I'm just giving you a hard time. So, but what, like, <laughs> what were you referencing right there? If you don't mind sharing, just in the in the sense of when it comes to like ultralight backpacking and people that really get heavy into becoming an ultralight backpacker, they it's just like right. Oh my gosh, this is so exciting! And look how much weight I can save on my my backpacking system. And then they're like, am able to save 10 grams on this piece of gear and cut this off of it. I mean, use a map a map for example. Right. That would be somebody that I'd call a gram weenie that starts cutting up their maps yep. to make them only to show what specific area they're going. <laughs> Where they're going, <laughs> yeah. save as many grams as possible. Gotcha. 
I have done that before, just just so you know. But that was not for backpacking. That was actually more for um, these adventure races I used to do. So we would like you know cut straps mm. and labels and trim maps and stuff. And you'd always hear of these teams that would trim the map and then get lost and go off the map and not be able to navigate back. So um, <laughs> it's kind of funny. But no, yeah, for sure. Nice. That could actually be yeah, one, of the, one of the trail characters out there, somebody who's obsessed with their base weight. And... All right, on to our topic, though. Uh, so you've had a lot of experience uh, taking a variety of folk backpacking. Um, and, and what are some of the common issues you're finding with people on the trail? Just things you've experienced with the variety of folks. I probably should like back up and give a little bit of background on this. Um, because okay, yeah, I don't, yeah, sorry. I don't actively in my personal trips choose to take like a bunch of new or just like variety of, of types of people backpacking with me. I don't just like call up a friend and be like, okay. Hey, you've never been backpacking before. Let's, let's go backpacking. Um, so I graduated with a, uh, bachelor's degree in outdoor recreation management. Okay. And I'm now teaching intro to backpacking courses in the spring and the fall semesters at a local university here in Utah. So I have as many as 10 students per semester. So I'm not, so I'm guessing that like when you, so if you get in, you know, 10 folks, if the class is full, it's not going to be rainbows and butterflies all the time where everybody gets along and is just singing songs all the way. Right. 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 And so, yeah, that's the variety of people that I'm taking out. I mean, sometimes there's just like, I don't want to be rude, but like the weirdo that everybody's like, oh, I don't really want to be on the trail with this person or somebody that's just really quiet okay. or you've got somebody that is has a lot of experience in the backcountry and they kind of overshadow everybody else and make them feel a little inferior about being out there. And so it's, mm. it's a myriad of right. so many different types of people that I take out into the backcountry that I've got kids that have just turned 18, they're freshmen in college, to uh, I recently had some advisors for mm -hmm. the university that audited my class that were middle-aged, like in their 40s. It was, for one of them, it was their first time ever going backpacking. Right. To answer your, your second question, because you asked about like issues. Yeah, common issues you're finding with people on the trail. The most common is as much as I explain to the students or I explain to people that are that are new coming out with me this is what you need to have here's an example gear list we talk about it there's like some kind of disconnect of they either choose to not follow the recommendations and they just bring whatever they can find in their house because they procrastinated okay and so it results in less than ideal gear situations on the trail. So do you go through their stuff before you start? Yes. There was one class that I did at the trailhead ask everybody to dump their packs. All right. That was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why was that a bad idea? Mostly because it just created a vulnerable situation for two of the students. Oh, okay. And it made things kind of difficult. Uh, aside from that, we'll do like everybody bring your gear so I can see what you have and then help them make better gear decisions because I've had people and not that it's necessarily a bad thing but I had like a, a 1970s external frame backpack that was literally falling apart and this kid was adamant that he use it because it's the pack that his father and his grandpa carried on all of their backpacking trips mm. and it was like this sentimental thing and I was like dude we're going 25 miles in the desert and that with the bushwhacking that we're going to do it's just going to destroy mm. that pack <laughs> Bush wait bushwhacking in the desert are you are are you bushwhacking through cactus No it's uh it's it's a, a plant called tamarisk. Okay, having having horrible visions there. Okay, so you have obviously the, like a gear issue, common issue, overpacking, not bringing enough stuff. I I can see that being a big problem. In terms of the the personalities, you know, like cuz not everybody's friends, you're just kind of, you know, it's like a mishmash of people that are just kind of going on a trip and experiencing a pretty intense situation. So, if you do have the person who's making off-color comments or somebody who's really quiet and um, doesn't quite fit in. Do you just take it upon yourself to to have these one-on-one -on -one conversations to try to sort of be the glue that holds everybody together, or what? Or what's your role in this whole thing? That would be something that I would have to take care of. I, I focus really heavy on the phrase expedition behavior. Okay. And the the friends that I go backpacking with, it's kind of a 
mutual understanding that there's a respect for each other. But in the classroom with students, I will specifically take as much time as necessary to have a discussion about expedition behavior and that mm. we're creating a safe space. Because it of all of the classes that you could take at a university and even like hanging out with your friends, it's it's one place that you're going to be changing your clothes in front of other people. You're going to be using the bathroom and not a private setting. Right. In some cases, you mm-hmm. in Utah, very often in the areas that I take students, we're using uh, wag bags. Man, I can't imagine doing the wag bag thing on my very first backpacking trip. That's... Right. Right. So that <laughs> honestly is another another issue that I find just to add to like the gear aspect. It's like being able to help somebody understand that this is the the right way to follow leave no trace principles and stuff to like take care of the areas that we're going to right and so i mean we're already a group of 12 which is huge impact on an area yeah and then you add 12 people using the bathroom like it is a lot (laughs) but yeah this this whole idea of expedition behavior just helping people everybody get on the same page that Mm -hmm. this is a vulnerable situation and it's a safe space. Not making it a safe space will not be tolerated in any way. So yeah, just kind of setting those like, I guess, trail norms up front and then just ensuring that people abide by them. I like that. Yeah. Um, okay, so Devin, you've got a pretty darn successful YouTube channel. So, and and that's actually, I, I was doing some some research on a, on a previous episode and I actually came across your YouTube channel and started watching and I made a comment. That's how I, I think I first got connected with you. So yeah, I remember yeah. That. So you, yeah, your stuff's all over the place, and you've got some really cool content. So yeah, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about what you got going on with YouTube right now. Yeah. So like you mentioned earlier, the channel's called Backcountry Exposure, and right. I think I'm in like year six. Is that right? Maybe seven awesome. years almost of doing this. So it's funny that yeah. you say super successful because <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> Yeah, need to get to to where it's at right now, but I'm really just motivated on how well things are going with it right now, and a lot of the like content ideas and stuff that I have are really exciting for me to to make. But yeah, I primarily focus on gear reviews and then some like just education stuff. Those are really like the two primary things that I that I focus on, and then obviously okay. I. Uh, film my trips and provide like trip reports and and such but yeah gear reviews have been like the main focus of the channel and not just like let me review all of like the standard stuff i've really focused on some of the more obscure or lesser known or different items that not every other youtube backpack channel is is doing videos on would you review peanut butter tubes (laughs) Like where you take the peanut butter out of the container and then like, I don't know, spoon it into these tubes that look like toothpaste tubes. Is that is that in your wheelhouse right there or is that kind of out of bounds? Uh, I mean, if you're if you're referencing like the trail butter. To trail? What's the tra- <laughs> trail butter? It's, 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 it's a brand okay. uh, that has like fancy like premium almond butter. Oh, gotcha. Like maple maple sea salt. It's like the fancy boutique. Oh, no. But it's it, it's in like those those like apple slice apple apple sauce. Ooh, that, that's handy. No. <laughs> so that's kind of like yeah, same same genre supposedly, but you know, yeah, like when I yeah. first started backpacking and I want to bring peanut butter and I don't want to bring the whole container um, at REI, they have these peanut butter tubes where you just like spoon them in. Oh, yes. I know what you're talking about now. Like those like silicone squeezing. Yeah, and so this is, and and then you could, and then I I try to reuse them because it's like this thicker plastic, but you could never completely get them clean, and so I stopped using them like forever ago, and just, and then I think at at one point I made fun of them on the podcast, and then after that I went to REI and I saw them, they were still there. I was like, (laughs) people are still buying these things. That's crazy. So, (laughs) so um, anyway, that's what I thought of when you said obscure gear. I was like, there's one. No, I just mean like, I just mean like different brands because it's like. Everybody and their dog is going to talk about, like, the Z-Packs duplex. Right, 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 right. But, like, it's not something that I'm necessarily interested in. So I'm looking at, like, more of the direct-to-consumer brands or things that are not necessarily, like, always ultra-light or they're just in the same genre, but they're 
not like necessarily the common thing that people are getting at REI or like some other retailer. And it's just a way to like introduce something that, hey, this is a more budget friendly item. Yeah, it weighs half a pound more, but it accomplishes the same thing. Let's talk about it. All right. So Devin, man, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. You have some stuff that uh, Derek and I can definitely talk about and process and things that uh, hopefully our fellow adventurers out there can can take away and apply to their backpacking lives. So yeah, thanks for your time. Yeah, I just really appreciate you letting me be part of it. So um, yeah, so check out Backcountry Exposure on YouTube. And then Devin also has a, a relatively new podcast called the backpacking experience. So if you can't get enough of the backpacking slash hiking slash wilderness podcast, check it out. Uh, so a lot of good things in there. Yeah, a lot of nuggets. Uh, I en- I enjoyed your little stories about the uh, you know food and whatnot in the beginning there. Mm. Uh, I yeah I agree with a lot of what he said about um, you know making sure. I mean. I don't know if I dump everybody's pack on the ground. I'm glad he recognized that was really <laughs> that has. To, We've debated that forever. Like, do we go through? We have packs? debated that. Yeah, and I'm glad that he did it again. Gear adventure. Uh, that right. he did that, and he admitted how awkward it was because, I mean, it is a vulnerable thing. You know, what I mean, like for for some people, especially if you're taking newer people or strangers or whatever. You know, I think it might go a little better with our group, but I don't think. I just think it'd be super awkward to do in general. What are you concerned about getting dumped on the ground that you would not want others to see? Mm, it's not really for me. It's for you. You know, I know you have the ba- oh. I know you have the baby blanket, the bottle, mm-hmm. teddy bear, yep. I, I, and I get that. I get that. Right. Can I encourage you to to get a little more on the creative side that when <laughs> I throw an accusation your way, to simply not just be like, "It's not me, it's you." Like that's just like the third or fourth time you've done it this season. And so you're struggling uh. a little bit with creativity. So I believe in you, and you can do better than that. Oh, the bar is so low. The bar is so low. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I love it. It's good. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think it, it was good, though, that he 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 kind of thought outside the box as far as, like, you know, what to to dig in for when he's inviting people on trips. And he's has a good – it seemed like he got a good understanding of, like, expectations. And even when you have those those – that knowledge, it's like – people still surprise you and they still right. want to test your everything because that's how people are. Yeah. And I don't know if people are always intending to do that. I Not intentionally. Kind of a byproduct no. of who they are. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I, yeah, I had some follow-up questions regarding our conversation. He said that he doesn't bring, he, he doesn't choose to bring a variety of folk on his personal trips or like he doesn't basically bring new, new people for that matter because that's what he does when he's, you know, out guiding or, or running that class. So my question to you is, if you were a right. guide, would you only go with experienced people on your personal trips? Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe I would lean toward that. Maybe for variety. Maybe so I don't get like, I mean, you, you want to like challenge yourself too. And just, and I, well, let me take that back. You're probably challenging yourself more taking a bunch of newbies out there because you're really challenging what you know and how to teach them and all that stuff. But I think it. On the flip side, it'd be nice to just kind of relax and go with your friends and not have to think about like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, everybody needs to be doing A, B, C, D. Like it's, it'd be nice to go with people who know what they're doing just so you can enjoy yourself. But some of your friends could be newbies, right? Well, maybe not on the trip that you want to relax on. I don't know. I mean, okay. I don't know. I mean, like if you took newbies every trip, it would be, it kind of wear you down, I feel like. I'm not saying he had to go every trip. He's saying he's never going to take them. Yeah, I know. So unless he's guiding or unless he's guiding, class. right? Yeah. If he's yeah. not guiding, then yeah, I would, I would just take people who know what they're doing. Cause it's, you want to like enjoy these experiences in the outdoors, especially if you're going somewhere new or, right. or whatever, you know, you want to enjoy it. Yeah. I think that I am always willing to take new people because I think that's part of the fun for me for backpacking is introducing new folks to the wilderness. And it's different because if you're only bringing one or two at a time, way different than bringing, you know, 10 people well, like sure. he's talking about. Yeah. And yeah. And yeah, I'm going to be bringing people that are friends or friends or friends that typically you're going to be getting along with and it's going to be a lot more relaxed. It's not going to be a formal environment. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now I, I just, I'm guessing because I don't have his experience, but yeah, that kind of, that kind of struck me as interesting, but I totally get where he's coming from. Yeah. Uh, the other question I had, 
he mentioned this idea of expedition behavior where he kind of set up these trail norms ahead of time and had people agree to them. And Mm -hmm. obviously sometimes people don't agree to them, but generally speaking, do you think that you exhibit expedition behavior? (laughs) (laughs) That's for you to decide. I don't know. I mean, I, I like, I like to think so on a, to a degree. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm pretty straightforward, but you may disagree. You may disagree. Yeah, no, hundred percent disagree. And I think that I, I think, I don't <laughs> think I exhibited either. So <laughs> when we're together, I think more so, um, in different company, if we're a little bit yeah, more that's true. formalized. That's true. Yeah. But when you're with the people you've been going with forever, I think that you could definitely let your guard down quite a bit and let loose. So true. Yeah. True. But I like the idea behind that because then you can kind of revisit those expectations. I mean, you'd posed the situation where a friend of a friend is just very unpleasant to be around, like mm. on a previous episode. Oh, like, man. what do you do? Well, if you'd had that set up, then you right. could just revisit. Like, we, you know, we talked about this. Maybe we need norms. Do you think we need norms for our, our group? Or? Not for our group, but I think if we start branching out, I think we can have those conversations mm. for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, not a bad yeah. idea. That's the backpacking bylaws. That's from last I, season, right? Uh, you're right. Well played, sir. Yeah, we can well add played. to that. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so thanks to Devin for for jumping on with us. Good stuff. It some of the the topics we kind of went all over the place there, but kind of bring it back to the main part of this episode about don't go out there alone. Uh, Derek and I have some tips for how to kind of start creating a partnership or a crew of folks uh, for you to go backpacking with. So, Derek, how many did you come up with? I have like three to five, so depending. Wow, are you serious? Yeah, I mean, okay, I, you know, I got a few. Yeah, well, you seem shocked. I don't know why you're because shocked. I ha- I think I got three good ones, but I don't think I I had much thoughts beyond that. I think that five's a lot. Okay, well, why don't you go first since you get more? All right. Well, one thing I thought about when I was um, thinking about like if I'm going to invite some friends uh, or a new person. Um, one thing I want to make sure of is are they are they physically fit? You know, are they able to handle lots of miles? Are they able to walk for long periods of time up downhill? What are they like in their normal life? Are they do they go to the gym? Do they are they active? Are they able to handle it? I think objectively speaking, if you have someone who's not taking care of themselves, it's it's going to be really really hard for them more so to go outdoors and go up and down and around all these like you know crazy terrains you're going to you're going to go through. So I would say, are they physically fit? And, and that's something that it is important because, right. you know, if you're not physically fit, you could also injure yourself a lot easier too. So, um, I'd say that's kind of where I started my starting point. Okay. Uh, a couple thoughts there. So when you said, you know, how are they in their normal life? Backpacking is my normal life, Derek. Backpacking is your normal life. Uh, obviously what? you're, you, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's part, that's part of my life. <laughs> okay, I, I don't think that we were understanding the same expectations for this episode based on your first one because people right. are struggling finding folks to go with. And your first answer is, well, you got to put them through the ringer and make sure that they qualify. You know, you're not ringing them, but this is all related. You know, like, okay, I could go get a lot more people if I don't like screen them. But like, this is what we're, we're talking about people about that, that can't get anybody though. Like they're having a really hard time, like lining people up to go with. Look, I, I get that this is a very close to home topic for you. So we're going to, we're going to dive in a little deeper. Okay. Do you want me okay. to hit a little bit, something more close to home? Is that what you want me to do? How do the issue is how, how does somebody who does not have a backpacking crew, how do they get friends to go? With? Okay. Well, another and you're like, well, they need to, fi- they need uh, to make another. sure their friends are fit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want to go with somebody who's not fit. Okay. One other, th- okay. Something you can do as well is you can always go like to, uh, if you're going to recruit is there's like, you know, nature, right. nature's clubs, there's, um, hiking <laughs> clubs online. There's lots of things online. There's, um, that I was naturous. There are. Are you yeah. aware of these clubs? Maybe you need yeah, to no, jump no, on my level. I'm the word naturist. It's not really a word. Naturalist. A word. Did I say naturist? Naturalist? Whatever. There are little like groups and people who meet up and, and do this stuff. So, you know, you could jump okay. online. There's, I'm sure they, I don't know, like wh- wherever you live, they have local things. Like I know we have local things around, even in like Talega, groups of people who like want to go walk and hike the trails around, you know, the neighborhood. And then you get to know them and then you could branch out from there. 
So local hiking clubs, I think, is where you're at. Try to find the folks at local hiking clubs. Yeah. Yeah, you could you could Google local hiking clubs, but putting yourself it's all it's all about putting yourself out there. You have to be willing to put yourself out there. Right. Um I think that's a start. I think that's a really good fit. It, okay. What do you got, buddy? I'll piggyback with the mind on, on what you said. You said that kind of the online groups, and that's a little bit more risky, but there's definitely meetup groups where you're gonna get kind of a bigger range of demographics and even just joining a variety of Facebook groups and trying to find out even there's local Facebook groups where people, you know, go on, on those hikes. And I think your social media online groups might be where it's at just to kind of find your crew. So, you know, go, you got to go regularly to, to kind of get to know folks. And, but really you get to know people really fast when you're out hiking because it's, you know, good opportunities to have conversation. So, all right. Exactly. Good comeback. That was a good one right there. I like that. You're welcome. Okay. You're welcome. So I piggybacked on that. So mine was the online mm-hmm. groups, and you went with the local hiking clubs. What is your second one? Uh, I'd say if you you could also go to like the local outdoor stores, like the REIs. Maybe they have programs where you can meet up with. Uh... What are you laughing? Your answer is going to be good. Whole, but when thing. you first started talking about, it, I thought you were going to say, just like you know, strike up a conversation <laughs> in, the, in, the, in the aisle. Like, hey, you like that stove, huh? Uh. <laughs> oh my gosh! Could you imagine? You know that sleeping bag looks great on you. Uh, but there's people you can, you know, they might have programs or, or things like that. Uh, sometimes at REI or um, other. What's what's the other one? What's the other big one? It's like the, Moose Jaw um, in the God, Midwest, the, Bass Pro Cabela's, yeah. Bass Bass like Bass Pro shops and things like that. So you could you can you know you if you hang out with people who are like-minded mm. then it's going to be easier to find people who want to do the same things you do obviously. So That was not on my list, but that's a really good answer. So good job on that one. You're yeah. okay. Well, I still you're like welcome. the idea of going to the outdoor good. store and just like randomly trying to meet people though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, do you want me to help you try on those shoes? Or? <laughs> you can be, Let's go look at some sleeping mats together. Can you? You could be a pretend worker there and just be like, yeah, here, I'll blow up the sleeping mat. Why don't you lay on it? Tell me what you think. Right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and hey, we're all getting together to go on a on a backpacking trip. And by we're all, I mean like myself. So do you want to come? <laughs> <laughs> I'm meeting my. Okay, I could go on and on with that. That's that was a good one. Uh, okay, right, what do you got? So if you want something like maybe you've never been on a trip before. All right. Mm. So you mm-hmm. like you're you're starting from scratch. You're a newbie, or you've been on something super simple, but you want to go on something a little bit more epic, and you just can't find the folk to go with. You don't have to dig deep in your pockets, but go on a guided trip. Devin, in our in our interview, mm-hmm. mentioned that there mm-hmm. is risk in that because you could have some folks that are simply just kind of uncomfortable to be around, right? Now, I don't think that's true most trips, but those are the people that stood out to him, right? He mm-hmm. talked about kind of the person who's like a little bit odd or the person who is like a little bit too experienced or, right. you know, this and that. But it doesn't matter. Like, you, can, you don't have to hang out with those people. Usually, guided trip's relatively big. All you've got to do is find... A couple, you know, even just one person, but better a couple folks that you really connect with that you're like, you know what, let's go do this again, but let's not pay the big, the big bucks next time. Let's go do this on our own and plan our own trip. If you can make those connections, which are very easy to make on a backpacking trip to, to really get to know folks, then that's a good investment. That's good. Look at you diving, diving deep. I got one that's even better than that. Go for it. All right. Let's say you live near the uh, Pacific Crest Trail. You can join the, it's called the PCTA Volunteer Club. And so this is a club that you would uh, voluntarily join. It's a community of volunteers. There's hundreds of other people that do fun little trail projects along the Pacific Coast, uh, Pacific Crest Trail, excuse me. So as you're, you know, doing these projects or helping make the trail look better or doing like hikes and going maybe on day trips and all these things, you're going to be meeting people uh, who are number one in your area who, who like, the same things you like. So, and they're going to be like-minded. Right. So that's another good opportunity just to get to around people. And anybody, in my opinion, who volunteers to do something like that, they're just good people. That's my that's my take. Yeah. Usually they're givers. Usually yeah, they're giver people. Sure. So those are the kind of people yeah. that I definitely would would be interested in trying to go hiking with. Yeah, because, sure. I mean, you so. are a taker, so you would naturally fit with a giver, right? Right. I'm just all take all, all take the time. All time. Right. Did you that's come up with these on your own, or did you research? Because these are... This is A plus stuff here. I did. I researched this one. Okay. I did find this one. But the other ones, no. I thought of the nice, other ones. Nice job. I know that's shocking. No, it is. A sh- it is shocking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You're gonna love this next one. 
Okay. All right. So we just talked about the, I just talked about the guided trips, right? That's going to cost some cash, like a pretty significant amount, which is worth it. Still, still think it's worth mm-hmm. it. But if you want to to get in for a lot less cash and meet some pretty awesome folk, you can support us on Patreon. <laughs> oh, wow. Here's no no. Listen, here's how I'm tying it together because we talked about this in the last episode where we are going to have some uh, backpacking blisters events. I, I've got. One, I'm like almost positive it's gonna happen. The other one is gonna be like legit, legit awesome, and would not, yeah, like it's just, yeah, the cost of support to get priority invites on these, and this would be, you know, right. you'd be, you definitely be connecting with like-minded folk because I think people that listen to this podcast likely have a pretty good sense of humor and would be fun to hang out with. Uh, that's probably true. Yeah. yeah, that's probably true. Well, you, you kind of pause. You kind of hesitate a little there. You, you, well, I had to think. You know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be impulsive. But uh, what you were know, you I thinking about? You're filing through all the various listeners that have like responded with MP3s and comments and stuff. Because I don't think you listen to all those or check all those. Oh, I I listen to. A, I'm not even gonna answer that. I can't okay. even answer you. Uh, you're so ridiculous. I would say that's true. I would say that's true. Yeah, I think okay. we yeah have a good family of people who would. Uh, be very similar in a lot of ways but i think you know we get a lot of different personalities too in some of these mp3s for sure oh 100 and different i mean talk about different age groups we have everything every from mm-hmm. kids to um people that are that are pretty far up there in age listening which is awesome which reminds me if you guys have kids and you and they have questions throw them on the mp3 we'll Ooh, answer their questions that's an too. interesting thought get the kids involved nice. man start nice. them young Yep. Start him young, Carl, right? So anyway, so Patreon is, is a cheap way to to get in on a exclusive invite for a and b event, not to mention the, uh, the bonus episodes monthly and some some videos we're putting out there that are pretty darn good. It's going to be good material. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Bonus episodes, yeah. weird stuff, you know. Trip plans, all that stuff. Anyway, okay. So, Trip plans, yeah. Yep. Okay, you're done. Plug, you've plugged our stuff. We're good. Yep. Okay, now let's keep going. No, that, that's, um, so, that, that's my three. Do you have any more? I don't really know if I have any more okay. that are that. Uh, well, you know what? Actually, I do have one more. I got one more. Somewhere else. This is kind of like, eh, you know, you're risking it. You're risking it. But uh, it, people do this all the time. Um, maybe not for backpacking, but uh, I'd say hit the gym. Like if you go to the gym, mm. not that you're going to walk up to people on the machine and be like, hey, uh, you want to go backpack? Like you're not going to do that. Maybe you would, but wouldn't recommend it. But I think what I'm getting at is like there's lots of gyms now uh that have classes and and you can co- you can meet lots of people in these cycling classes mm-hmm. or these uh i don't even know zumba there's so many classes you can take right so obviously the more classes you take you're going to be meeting lots of people uh, and through that you might find people who are you know like i said before physically fit or trying to be physically fit trying to be healthy trying to get outdoors might be another good avenue to meet some more people so something to think about next to somebody like you just say, you know what? You're really strong on the bike, but are you strong on the trail? Is that is that how you start that conversation? If you want to lose friends, that's what you would say. Okay, gotcha. That's, that might gotcha. be what you might lean towards. Um, okay. I'm good at, I, good at losing friends. Phenomenal. You're a great friend loser. I would say that for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would okay. say... We're, we're pretty far down that rabbit. <laughs> okay, so, so we kind of gave some external ideas in terms of like how to connect with people really your number one group is going to be your friends and so Derek kind of referenced that trying to evaluate whether your friends are going to be you know fit for the trail this and that but if you really want to connect with friends on a deeper level you got to figure out a way to get them out there and like Derek said you know start with a day hike start small and then go bigger but do whatever it takes to make sure they have a fun time whether that's keeping the mileage low going to really scenic areas bring in some card games to play around camp you know, making an extra special meal for dinner time, so it's just you know they have these really strong smells and memories associated with the awesomeness of. You know what they could do is they could they could listen to every B and B episode and just write down all of Carl's jokes, and then you could tell jokes at the campfire. I mean, mm, you, yeah, just yeah, go one after go. the other. I That's like that. Great, That's actually not a bad idea. Great way to lose friends. I mean, uh, to to make friends. Is what I was like. <laughs> right. Right. You know, what's funny is is that we, we talk about this as if we are, you know, talking from a position of strength where we have just a million people to go backpacking with. But for the last two years, I've tried to plan a trip in the wintertime, just a quick overnighter, like not too far from my house. I've asked 
some of the local guys and I cannot get people to go with me. So huh. I think I've got to take some of my own advice and branch out a little bit here. Huh. Interesting. Could be a future B&B event. Yeah, that could be. We'll see. Check out Patreon. Yeah, this this is a tough topic. And so I don't know if we if, if maybe there's one idea that stuck with you for those looking to either, you know, grow your group or find a group. But I don't know. Any, any of the last kind of wrap-up thoughts before we hit trivia? I mean, I, not really. I think it's just, you know, how much do you want it? You know, do you want to go? If you really love backpacking outdoors, just get out there and start walking around. Maybe you frequent the same area. It sounds weird to say that. Maybe you frequent the same area and you, you see some of the local regulars and you get to know them too. Right. But at some point, you got to get out there and put yourself out there. Um, mm-hmm. But don't don't let that hinder you from going outdoors and, and having a good time. Right. So even if you go by yourself, it's still, uh, it's just a fun thing to do. Right. For sure. Yeah. It's And you know, and we talked about how at times it's totally cool to go solo, but it's funny how when we go backpacking and we come across the solo hikers, a lot of times mm. they're not looking for solitude. They're looking to latch on to groups. And mm-hmm. that happened mm-hmm. last summer with me. It's happened before with our group where there was, where there was a guy who just basically walked into our camp and was like, we are going to hang out with you or I'm, I'm going to hang out with you. And yeah. yeah, so I don't know. So I think it's, it's good to kind of find your crew if you can. That's true. All right, my friend. That's true. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Trivia. Trivia. Yes, friend giddy, finding giddy up. trivia. Okay. Yeah. I got three questions for you. Okay. Okay. I have three answers. Get, you got to get two to pass this one. Remember, this doesn't apply to the deal. So The business card? I'm deal? not worried. Yeah, you know that's another way to to actually make friends is is get a hold of some backpacking and blisters business cards and just pass them out of the grocery store. You might find a taker. You might get beat up, but you might find a taker. If you want Either a stack way. of these cards to pass out, email me. I got you covered. <laughs> what a guy! <laughs> <laughs> what a guy! Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All so right, yeah, go to, yeah. So we got to get two or three. Yeah. Going back to the deal, I think we agreed that since we tied, we both have to do this at some point, right? We both have to. I feel like we might as well just do it. Let's just do okay. it. Okay. All right. We'll set that up for um, yeah for later, and we'll 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 square this way. So to to be continued. But I still want to see if you can pass the trivia. Three questions. I feel like this is pretty easy, but we'll find out. First question: Can you name any company that guides backpacking trips? REI. I don't know. Did they do that? Yeah, there's okay. one. Correct. There Good so, job. Yeah, you can buy REI Adventures. They have them. I've never really pursued that, so I don't really yeah. know. Yeah. It's interesting. Uh, a couple more that you maybe have heard of is Outward Bound is a big one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Knowles yeah, for kind of outdoor leadership stuff. And the Sierra Club's a big one as well. 
Sierra Club. Yeah. I, I came across a guy in Canyonlands almost a year and a half ago who was mm-hmm. like in the midst of leading a trip. His name is Steve, and he he's in charge of the company called Fit Packing, like trying to you know get fit while you're mm. backpacking or use backpacking to get fit. And and that's really yeah. what kind of turned me on to this whole guided stuff because um, I ended up talking to him for like a long time and some other guy that he had with him kind of co-leading, and they were like the nicest guys. Like guides are just some of the nicest people out there. So they are. Just, yeah, I would yeah, I would have kept on hiking with him. It was yeah, super fun guy. Anyway, so that's first one. Second one. Over the years, how many newbies have I taken on backpacking trips. Okay. Oh, now I'm going to give you, you can get within 10 oh, wow. either way, high or low. So you have a pretty big deviation here. Oh, this is impossible. Okay. So is this not, all? I'll, be, I'll give you a couple hints. Yeah. All the trips I've been on. But or, it has to be trips that I've planned where a new person's come along and I've kind of help, had to help kind of help them along in some way or another. Okay. So is this, is this including trips with kids? Yeah. So kids count. Kids uh, count. Kids oh, count. Geez. And then in your first trip that you ever went on, there was about mm. six newbies on that trip, just to mm. give you an idea. Yeah. Okay. And then that's not all like that. Like that was a that was the biggest one ever. But true. Were yeah. you most worried about me on that trip or no? No, because I was worried about the the two folks that showed up night before that were like, Hey, we want to go too. And <laughs> I was like, I don't know who are you? What's your name? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh okay. Okay. Uh, I was excited for you, man. Um, okay, how okay, what's my what's my do I have a range? You said just within ten? You gotta be within ten, either above or below. So you have a And I haven't even been on half of these trips. Uh I I mean, I'm just gonna say fifty. You you've been on a lot of these. I'm gonna say fifty. Fifty? <laughs> okay. Not that much. Oh. Uh, 36, I counted, so I, I'm probably off by a little bit. So maybe like 38. Maybe like 40. Let's round to 40. I'm good. That's <laughs> we can't round to 40. <laughs> 50 is a ton, man, for somebody who doesn't guide. So, right. so 36, so incorrect. My <laughs> That's so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like destined. But you've been, on, you've been on so many. Like I started listing them out, and, and you'd been on the majority of the tr- these trips, or you'd been with the majority of the people that were newbies with me at one point uh, yeah okay but i'm not like keeping a hand I'm, like maybe maybe a small though. handful i'm not keeping, i know i know that's crazy well, it's okay it's just for fun kind of kind of weird you are keeping track but uh you know good for you well i'm not always keeping track i just had to think through it before i did this trivia tell tell the bnb tell the bnb about the journal tell them about the journal with all the oh newbies you've logged in and with stars and happy you have a smiley face or a sad <laughs> face by each one like, bring them back or kick them out or whatever it was <laughs> <laughs> a rank of one to ten you know that would be awesome <laughs> if you actually did that i would oh i don't know if i could go anymore. that's actually not yeah that's i don't think i'd rank them but hilarious. Um, we've definitely expressed sad face emojis over the years <laughs> towards some of our invites <laughs> oh so okay true. okay so let true. me throw it back at you this is not a trivia question how many people have you successfully invited on a backpacking trip that i've been on i know you went on a couple others like you you went with your wife and you went on this bachelor party mm. one but the ones that i've been on how many guys have you invited along allegedly like one is, allegedly that's how that's what i have is a one yeah yep but even that person said well you didn't invite me i was like are you sure you remember the whole who invited story? them me I, apparently nobody uh, apparently uh rocky maybe they invited but i themselves? don't think I don't think that happened that way, okay. but maybe they remember differently than I do. So okay. it's going to be a mystery for a while. All right. Last question. All right. Number three. Last question. Yeah. Can you name three common problems with hiking solo? Com- like problems you'd have hiking solo Ooh. that you wouldn't typically have if you were with a, another person or a group. Like if you injured yourself, you don't have anybody to help carry right. you out. Yep. That's uh, one. That would be huge. You may get lost and you don't really have anybody. Well, I'm not going to say lost because now you got GPS, but I was going to say you can't really bounce. Like there, there was that time. The other- loss is on there. Loss is good. I mean, like you can't really bounce ideas or discuss map stuff with anybody else. Um, right. So that that could be a problem. You're more prone to getting lost. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I I think another one is I don't know if this is on the list, but this is definitely one I would feel like you're the only one, like motivating yourself. Like when we are to, <laughs> well, like when we're together, we're we're like talking yeah. to each other, which which takes your mind yeah. off the the labor of the trail sometimes, and like, you know, camaraderie, joking, all that stuff. So that yeah, it can be tough to get motivated sometimes. Uh, that is a big one, my friend. Yeah, it's a huge. Big one for That's a huge. Some people that are very highly self-motivated, it's not that big of a deal for them, but a lot of people do get spurred on by yeah. others. And there's a guy that I know very well who has attempted the John Muir Trail twice and has bailed out for reasons that I think are suspect. 
mm. because he's gone solo. And I think had mm. he had a partner to spur him on, Maybe. he probably would have made it. Maybe. I mean, you got to yeah. think too. Like you got to do everything by yourself. Like set up camp. Yep. You got to you got to carry all the weight by yourself. That's like if the weights one. if the if the weights too much, then what do you just like leave a chair on the trail like some of our friends did? Like I don't know. You know, like. Uh, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, you carry you carry all the group gear. It's not group gear. It's just you know, it's all your Cheer personal gear. gear. So you had some extra credit ones in there. So I'm gonna yeah, you, yeah, you passed this trivia, my friend. Well done. You. Yeah, well done. Who would take yeah. photos of you, Carl? Who would take photos of you? you know? That's true. That's true. That's why. Would, would you have to bring a self? Would you bring a selfie stick? Yeah, a selfie stick. You Be have honest. a GoPro. Be you got all sorts of okay. stuff. I would just you know what? That's that's what some people's YouTube channels are about. Is just kind of them talking to the camera, nonstop. Yeah. So walking that along very and true. we have portions of that and we try to make it interesting though but anyway um congratulations passing yeah, i'm proud of myself yeah, friend finding trivia thank you so yeah all right i think i think we've given some resources out there some things to think about uh i got i think i just got one tidbit my friend really yeah. Okay. All right. Do it. What's fun about this podcast is that people will find our podcast and then listen to back episodes and then comment on them. And a lot of times I don't know what they're talking about because, you know, it's like been so long. Like they'll comment on season one on something kind of obscure, but we got a comment on an old episode from season two and I know exactly what she's talking about. So Nicole really appreciates you, Derek, in putting out the episode, How to Poop in the Woods. As you should, Nicole, yeah. and you're welcome. Yeah, we all suffer together. Yes, and so she, she was like appreciative that we had you know that conversation. I, I apparently it was helpful for her. And here's the quote that she said to kind of close out her comment. She's she's talking to you right mm. now. Poop okay. on, buddy. Poop on. Poop on is right, Nicole. I think, and this is why, Nicole, you got to look past the mockery of your friends. You know, Carl might have mocked me for talking about poop too much, but if it mm. did you good, it did you good. And, and you can't, those are nuggets of wisdom. Those are nuggets from my heart. So poop on yourself. Poop on yourself. <laughs> that sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, Nicole. You know what I mean? Woo! Woo! Poop on yourself. Top five Derek quote of all time right there. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think that'll do it. You got anything else for us or is that it? That is a wrap, my Man, friend. Man, that was good stuff. Nicole, thanks again. We will see everybody next time on the B&B. And as usual, guys, remember, if you like the sound of babies crying, invite Carl on your trip. We'll see you next time. It's <laughs> not making any sense. Because <laughs> there's babies on the trip. There's lots of babies <laughs> out there. Uh, I So, so guys, there's another, there's another type of, you know, we're talking about, you know, who to invite on a trip and, uh, Carl, Carl is what I like to call a a double dipper invite. You know, like if you, if you invite Carl on a trip, he's gonna, you know, he's kind of like a dog, you know, like he's gonna, he's gonna take a spoonful of that yummy raspberry dessert in your freeze dried bag that you got off. You finally got off the trail and you're like so excited to eat this. He's going to lick it. He's going to just get his tongue all over that. And then he's going to go back into that bag and not even think twice about it. And he's that kind of a guy on the trail. So he's going to lick it, and then he's going to lick it again. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep-sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! Oh! Look at that belly. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue. Brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.